Hello, and thank you for tuning in to the morning edition of the D1TN5 for Friday, February 25th. I'm Anthony Grassi. More on the Marshall Conference USA lawsuit as the Athletics' Chris Fanini has obtained a copy of the motion from the Cable County Circuit Court in West Virginia. Quote, the court finds that Marshall faces immediate and irreparable injury and is likely to succeed on the merits. If Marshall is forced to proceed with arbitration, it will violate the West Virginia Constitution and the United States Constitution. Moreover, the court finds the balance of equities favor Marshall and that granting the motion for temporary restraining order is in the public interest. Vanini continues to point to a monetary settlement as the most likely outcome. The contract for new Toledo AD, Ryan Blair, is a five-year deal that includes a $300,000 base salary plus up to $75,000 in incentives in the first year. The Toledo Blades' David Briggs notes that this was UT President Gregory Postel's second shot at hiring an AD after appointing former Louisville AD Vince Tyree to the post in the Derby City. Briggs writing, This is a different time, a different place. And if you were, and if you were to think up the ideal candidate to build on the work of outgoing Toledo Athletic Director Mike O'Brien and smooth over any relations damaged by his ouster, they would look to something like Blair, the magnetic 37-year-old top deputy at Washington State. Texas A&M Athletic Director Ross Bjork says the Aggies are committed to championship-level hoops, pointing to funding and facility advantages. What could improve? Bjork says, We asked the community to help create an atmosphere. I mean, that Kentucky atmosphere, can we have that at least 75% of the time? That would show a commitment, right? Or get it to 100% where every game, look what Auburn has done. I remember going into that arena when it was first built at Auburn and there was nobody there. The students weren't coming and now look what that gym has turned into. So we can have the same thing here at AM. We have the scale, we have the resources, we have the people. So I think we have made a commitment. Bjork also says the new football practice facility will be open in the fall of next year, readying for a full capital campaign announcement this April. Colorado has released its DEI strategic plan, which notably includes, quote, ensuring that job searches complete an inclusive hiring process, DEI education for every incoming staff member, DEI training activities for all CU athletic staff members, DEI workshops for teams and departments, and professional development opportunities for all student-athletes. Buffs Associate AD for DEI, Dewan Baker, saying, It's an opportunity for all of us. The programs we are instilling and strategies we're implementing can have a ripple effect that reaches far beyond the campus. They can create connections that are long-lasting and very impactful. Nebraska restructures head men's basketball coach Fred Hoiber's contract for next season, lowering his base salary to $3.25 million and his buyout to $11 million. Athletic Director Trev Alberts says the reworking is something Hoiberg agreed to in order to help us make the changes that are necessary to reorient our program. Hoiberg is 21-65 and 65 in his tenure thus far. Former Grambling star quarterback and current special advisor to Washington Commanders President Jason Wright, Doug Williams, on the Art Briles hire saying, I'm not a fan at all. I'm very, very disappointed in Grambling. I really am. I talked to the AD a couple of times. They knew where I stood, but they did it. And if that's what they want to do, that's fine. I'm out. And if he will still support the program, William says, Oh no, I can't do that. No, no, no. If I support them, I condone it. 
On the facilities front, the $20 million infrastructure infusion for Florida State's Dote Campbell Stadium from the Blueprint Independent Agency was approved last night by a vote of 7 to 5. Texas Tech has broken ground on a new baseball team facility. The $14.5 million project was made possible by several lead gifts, including a $2.5 million one from Royce and Linda Lewis and Capital Mortgage Services. The indoor infield and hitting space will be called the Royce and Linda Lewis Development Center accordingly. This will be a two-phase process to minimize disruption to the current season and should be finished by the fall of 2023. Houston's Board of Regents approved a site and program proposal for the football ops building between its football stadium and indoor practice facility. It will have a locker room, player lounge, coach offices, equipment operations, meeting rooms, and more. The project has an estimated price tag of $75 million with a target completion date of winter 2024. Thank you for tuning in to the morning edition of the D1T5 for Friday, February 25th. I'm Anthony Grassi, and be sure to check back in this afternoon.